Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi, we are going to be talking about such an important topic today. We're going to talk about grief support for men. Do you want to introduce our guest? Sure, Mom. Our guest today is Paul Matson. He lost his adult daughter and wife just nine months apart. He mm-hmm. is the author of the book, Men Grieve Too, Tools to Help Men Rebuild After the Death of a Loved One and he conducts men's retreats. Welcome to the show, Paul. Hey, an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you both for uh, the opportunity, Heidi and Gloria. Oh, it's wonderful to have you on. And wow, losing your daughter and wife only nine months apart. Yeah, it's not supposed to uh, not supposed to work that way, is it? No, for sure not. Well, and especially since they were so close together. You know, my brother died, my mom's son died many years ago, and my father died what, two years ago, mm-hmm. there was a lot of years in between those deaths. For well, you, you, know, you were, you're grieving and all of a sudden you're grieving, you know, another death happens while you're grieving the last one. I borrowed a quote from a local author here, uh, Colleen is her name, and, and she says, uh, you know, you, you always have your grief with you, you just get used to it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really profound. And I wasn't even used to the death of my daughter, Laura, yet. Uh, I was only nine months out. Both of their deaths were kind of the slow and awful, chronic, uh, you know, ramp down, wind down kinds of mm-hmm. things. And so there, we had time to reflect and say goodbye and all that stuff. But still, you know, yes. again, nine months apart, it was, it was not. So the first, after Laura died, my daughter, I did not really, I don't know why, I just... It didn't occur to me to go to a to a grief support group or anything like that. But after my wife died, I went out and, and got jumped into the whole grief support group thing. Yeah, well, well, good for you. I'm glad to hear you did it, did it because so many men don't do that. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't sure if I was just not aware of it or I didn't think it was for me. I think I was pretty much just not aware of it because I hadn't been through death of a close person yet other than my mother when I was a kid, but they didn't have anything like that for that. But, uh, wow, how old were you when your mother died? Uh, my mom died of breast cancer when I was 14 years old. Oh, wow. you've really so been through the, it. The funny thing, and, you know, you talk about men and how we react and don't react. I was 14, mm-hmm. uh, early teenager, and you, uh, I don't know if you all remember middle school, junior high, or late early high school, whatever. What's the most important thing to a high school kid? You got to figure out what everybody's thinking of you and how to, mm-hmm. how to act. Well, that was the, the weird part. I remember sitting in PE class saying like, how am I supposed to act? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? How do I, you know, can I be myself? Can I be happy? Should I be sad? What should I do? So maybe, maybe this book got early roots. Well, I know you've been running a men's group and what is your thought about men and grief? I, I'm going to take you back just a little bit. Um, I was at these uh, grief groups I attended. I ended up accidentally helping a a woman who was there. She had had lost her husband much more recently than I had lost my wife, Lisa. And um, she was all shook up. And I just ended up standing in the right place at the right time and 
and she was talking to me and crying and uh, you know really really shook up and I uncharacteristically didn't say anything <laughs> I just listened and 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 when she was done and she composed herself she um, she gave me a big hug and thanked me so much again for not doing anything in my opinion but uh, happened to be in the right place at the right time for her well that felt really good that kind of inspired me I said you know I didn't do anything, but I think I helped that lady. And uh, I call her Marge in the book, and that's not her real name. But anyway, uh, the uh, the point is that I wanted to, you know, I've written some other books, and I said I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe write a book about grief and helping people and that kind of thing. And uh, researched and quickly realized, as we all know, that there are thousands of books about grief out there. And so I, my bubble burst on that. And, um, but the next, I had the thought in my head, next week when I went back to grief group, I'm looking around and at the one grief group, there were 40 women, five to eight men, <laughs> depends on the day. But yeah, yeah, there was, there was just uh, uh, not many men there. People like me, we grew up with uh, the Duke. Remember John Wayne? You know, yeah, yeah. Don't say very much, Pilgrim. And if you're hurt, you rub a little dirt on it and, uh, you know, move on. Right. Mm -hmm. And all that kind of stuff. I mean, he was in uh, 100 movies for about 30, 40 years, always playing right. the tough guy, the macho guy. And, you know, my dad well, watched him. My coaches watched him. My teachers watched him. So, so those are the messages you get, Paul, right? Suck it it's up. It's just the culture, it isn't yeah. Suck it up, walk it off. Big boys don't cry. Be a man. What I do have put in the book, however, is that I, I have hope because I think a lot of the guys and gals who came back from um, the Middle East war, uh, our Middle Eastern wars over there, they're yeah. more open to talking about it. I know in your book you talk about men who grieve are sweepers, weepers, leapers, and, and yeah. keepers. What does that mean? Well, I mean, I, I just try to give it uh, some almost lighthearted type of easy to remember ways. Uh, you know, there are there are the five the five types there I talk about. Um, and, you know, the first one, for example, we talked about John Wayne, um, you know, the sweepers. I mean, we have the, if we have the, uh, we're sweeping the hardwood floor or the linoleum floor, and there's that little bit of dust that doesn't go in the dust pan every time. Well, what do you do if you have an open area of rug there? Yeah, you lift up the corner of the rug and sweep it under there, right? <laughs> so that's what my example is for, for men who want to sweep this whole thing under the rug. They just, uh, you know, just go back to work the next day or don't talk about it at all. And, you know, why can't we stop talking about it? It's not going to change anything. Let's get, move on, get back to work, everybody back at your station, you know? Right. And so that's uh, that's a classic tale of a sweeper, of a man who would sweep, sweep things up under the rug. The weepers, that's the person who can't pull himself out of uh, that funk, you know, that and, and I, I had plenty of this. Uh, I didn't have so much of the sweeping part, but the, the weeper, you know, where I, I, I tell the story where um, I, you know, I'm pretty outgoing, gregarious guy, I'm the first guy to, to the party, last guy to leave the party, all that kind of thing. But boy, you know, after that whole calm after the storm comes, you know, the, after the food gets done, delivered, after the cards, after the messages, after the visits, after the, all the support you get, and that during that calm, the adrenaline letdown, ladies, uh, that mm -hmm. that was that was tough. I just I just wanted to be alone. I just wanted to sit in my chair, not watch TV, not read, not surf my phone. I just wanted to 
isolate. And, that, and, no. and I like, Paul, that you're talking about the adrenaline letdown because a lot of people don't realize that there's an adrenaline piece to the grief, especially early on. Well, it's, I call it trauma. I mean, it's, you know, it, yes. it, it's, it, it's a traumatic thing. It just really is um, like, I mean, like battle, if you will, because your, your whole sensory system is just really askew. And you just, your whole, everything's yes. different. Everything's shut down on the book. I have a, a level. Yes. A, I love your book cover. I was going to bring that up. So I'm glad that you're showing everybody. Well, it I, is uh, so male friendly i mean you know like you said it's got the the tool and all that i like yeah. it well in, in each uh in each section i talk about the sweepers you know the, the sweeping it under the under the rug i, I leave with a a, a a small tool reminder because you know we're men we like to fix stuff we like to right. make something happen we like to change it fix it we don't listen to you women because we're too busy we don't listen to you. We're trying to fix whatever you're telling us about, right? We did a show once where a man and mom, I know you remember this, was renovated his house or did, a, oh, yeah. you know, bricked in his front porch or something. And the way that <laughs> they, uh, his friends supported him is they came over and helped him renovate. Wow. They, they did something together. Yeah, like well, you're saying, and, and that's the they male, fixed something. Yeah, that's the male experience. We got to create something, do something, fix something. I've, you know, done a lot of work on my deck since uh, my, my girls have gone. And in the end of that chapter and into that thought, um, ladies, is, is that my image for the sweeper, I, try, I give you a little tool image at the end of each chapter uh, for a sweeper is, is a sanding block. You know what a sanding block is? Yeah. Sand and some of them are rubber, some are plastic, some are wood, whatever. And, you know, when we, we, we have those rough edges, and, and I can remember that I'm a sweeper. Maybe I'm sweeping stuff under the rug. If I put a little sanding block or a picture of a sanding block or have a really tiny one in my pocket or something, just have that as the reminder that I can, I can sand off those rough edges. Because when we make a project, it's rough and tumble at first. But take that sanding block and get that everlasting final bit done where you can smooth it out and, and hopefully move forward. I love that. Well, what about the leapers and keepers? Leapers oh. are the fun, fun ones to talk about because they're the most dramatic. <laughs> okay. I remember the, where I was sitting at the time. A, a, a woman I at, at their Thanksgiving party, they'd invite us to stop by. Me and my sons dropped by. And uh, my book came up that I was working on it at the time. And uh, she mentioned, oh, my dad. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, he lost his, my, my mother died and, and he was remarried in three months. He is because he is one horny dude. <laughs> I, I didn't know this woman from anybody. <laughs> she, she just kind of wore everything out there on her sleeve. So uh, anyway, that, that's a classic example of a keeper or I mean, a leaper that, you know, we've all heard leap, look before you leap. Right. And so yeah. that's my advice. I, I have not done anything too dramatic uh, since my loss of my daughter and my, my wife, uh, so hopefully I'm not too much of a leaper, but we all heard the stories. There's a guy I know who did get married in nine months after his wife died. And um, it was actually a kind of a, a good story, a, a beautiful story. He, his, his in-laws, his wife's parents were still both still alive. And, and they said, you know, I'll call him Bob. Uh, I said, Bob, um, we know our daughter loved you and loved her life with you and had you have great capacity to love and you know we we just 100 endorse you you know 
some parents might say, oh, yeah, he just moved right. on way too fast. But uh, no, they uh, they told him, told Bob that uh, he, he uh, had their permission, didn't need his permission, but had their blessing, I guess is a better word uh, for that. So you might call him a leaper, but that was a beautiful story, actually. So, yeah. you know, the, the le other leapers may be the ones who um, sell the house or chase down a girlfriend half their age or, you know, all these kind of types of yeah. uh, stories out there. I guess in uh, the leaper, what I asked them, and, and actually, that's actually the, the basis for the level. Ah, I like the level for the level life. Don't be, you know, leaping around too much. And so um, there are, if you go to a major hardware store, you can find these little levels that are about that mm -hmm. long and have a little green bubble. I mean, I don't know what good they do, but they're great for putting in your pocket and making sure that you don't leap too far, too fast. I love that. Now give Me us too. the keepers. Uh, the keepers, that's the ultimate goal. And um, the, uh, uh, I mean, that's kind of a level thing too, but you know, uh, the, the keeper is the one who keeps the memory of their loved one always with them, but they also keep a balanced life. They also keep knowing that <laughs> I went to a counselor afterwards. I'll admit it. Uh, my counselor had, uh, three great, uh, words for me, uh, ladies. He said, Paul, you're still here. I, I like that. Right. You're, right. No, still you know, here. Uh, yeah, I that. like that. I, you know, Paul, I'm always, when I work with parents, I always tell them, you know, because I am someone that lost her brother, be careful about saying life isn't worth living anymore. Oh, yeah. Because when you do that, we as the surviving children feel like we're not enough. It, so you really lost nice. your girls, but you got some boys mm -hmm. that you're yeah. hanging with, right? I do. I call us the bad men. I got a 30 year old <laughs> son and a 22 year old son, and one's at college, one has his own place, but uh, we, we get together as often as we can. Unfortunately, uh, no one's uh, too far away, so that's all good. I was going to ask Paul about those the boys' mom too, because I was wondering: is there anything that you've done that has helped them in their grief? Well, you know, it, what I what I've learned through all this is grief is very individual, and uh, mm -hmm. I, I'll contend that my boys are completely different in the way they're they're handling it. Yeah. One one is more of a <laughs> proverbial sweeper i mean he, he admits they're gone of course and this is their sister they grew up with you know do it mm -hmm. yeah. and he admits they're gone but you know he he doesn't want to mess around talking about it much or anything like that yeah. and, and you know the other ones moving through the other phases or whatever and i shouldn't say phases we don't move through phases absolutely not well what, what you what you are doing <laughs> which you already know and i think is key is spending time with them doing things with them absolutely and, and i think that is important yeah, and oh, yeah. inviting them into the, yes. your world, which is a wonderful well, And thing. that's true. I'd make it very intentional for us to spend time together. Where can people get your book? And do you have a website? What do sure. you want to give a shout out about? You bet. Uh, well, um, the um, book, of course, is on Amazon.com, Men Grieve 2. Um, my company is growmedia.com, G-R-O-W-M-E-D-I-A. And on there, I talk about uh, my TV show and a little bit about the book. That's a way to get a hold of me, and and there's links there too. I um, am in the process of building some day long seminars for men who are in grief as well, and that's a good place to keep well posted there. Uh, also, Facebook has a growmedia.com. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Paul David, and for honoring your family so well and all you're doing for men. Really impressive.
Well, I appreciate your accolades. Uh, I, I want to thank you too. Uh, I think you're, you, I mean, you're both living out your mission there that hit you close at hand. Your brother, your your son, your husband, your dad. Um, we've all gone through losses, and I just really respect that you are doing this for so many years, and the the message you're getting out there, and the people you're helping. So thank you for this stage. Thank you, Paul, and thank you for building awareness for men in grief and showing that, us that despite multiple losses, you can find hope again. Perfect, goes right with your title of your organization. <laughs> and we wanna thank you all for joining us on the show today. And Heidi and I always wanna say that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.